when somebody has showed you repeatedly who they actually are, I would say that's probably the hint that, look, this person's probably not going to change. I tried for years. You are not going to be able to succeed in fitness if you're surrounded by a lot of people who don't care about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Amy! Amy, what's happening? <laughs> You're really warm. Hello. You're burning up. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, first question. When we talk about taking back control of our health, how important is the connection between those points? For example, if we train every day, get our rest, but neglect the negative self-talk and watching our nutrition, what can we, what can we realistically expect for results? So it's important. This is holistic. Uh, Kevin and I have been talking a lot about holistic self-improvement lately. You'll notice that um, some podcasts are about marketing. Some podcasts are about fitness. Some podcasts are about branding. Some podcasts are about, I don't know, comedy. We have a very holistic self-improvement podcast, Health, Wealth, and Love. And so just like the pillars and just like these things that we took you through today, they all connect to one another. If you're getting poor sleep, you might skip meditation. If you skip, I don't really meditate, so that's a bad example. Um, if you get poor sleep, you probably won't train. Mm. And if you don't train, you might not eat right. Because when you do train, the last thing you want to do is mess up that day of training with a bad diet, right? So I always make sure I at least get my calories in whenever I do train. So you got to focus on the keystone one. Which one's the one that you, you struggle with the most? Focus on that one. And then allow the other ones that you already kind of have the habit to circle around that. But they're all super connected and you have to understand that. I would say if you're focusing on, so if I train every day and I get my rest, but I neglect the negative self-talk and watching my nutrition, you're going to end up similar to where Kevin ended up back in the day where I was very strong. I was very in shape, but I was depressed. I was anxious and I didn't know myself very well. Jacked. I was pretty jacked. I was pretty jacked, <laughs> I but I was, I was very miserable. I was very miserable. I think what is difficult is when it comes to the health and the fitness particularly, you can look in the mirror and see the changes. When it comes to reading books, there is no change from the outside. People can't see it. I think it's harder to stay motivated. I would try to lean into creating that as your identity. Your identity isn't just somebody who goes to the gym. Your identity is somebody who is into self-improvement. And self-improvement means improving self, not just the body. It means improving it all. So where will you end up? You'll end up in the area where you... You'll have results in the area that you spent the most time. Alan and I have seen this fairly consistency. When it comes to health, wealth, and love, almost nobody has all three. Very few. There's usually one lagging. At least one, sometimes two. So somebody might be super in love and they might have what seems like the best relationship ever, but they're skipping their fitness or their health in general, and they're not making a lot of money. Somebody might make a ton of money, but they don't have any emotional intelligence, so they're not really good in their relationship, and they're working so often that they're not taking care of their body. So it's important, like Alan said, to be holistic and well-rounded. Um, you're, the, the results you can expect are the effort you're putting in. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. Again, I wish there was a pill where I could just take it 
and not have to go to the gym. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoy the gym, so I don't. But that's my answer. I'll just add to that quickly. Um, holistic self-improvement is much more challenging, but much more rewarding. Yeah. There's a reason why not a lot of people are super healthy, super wealthy, and super uh, in love. Because it's very difficult to do all three simultaneously. So just where your focus goes it will improve. And if you're focused on your career, it's going to be hard to maintain fitness. If you're focused on fitness, it's going to be hard to maintain your career. Um, we think of it like a tripod. Try to grow each leg uh, simultane- not simultaneously. So what we do is like we focus a ton on our health. Then we focus a ton on our business. Then we focus a ton on our relationship. And then we keep going kind of through that cycle. Mm-hmm. And of course, none of them, like we're not going to let one pillar completely fall. But just understand, it's, it, there's a reason why most successful entrepreneurs aren't in great shape. It's, it, they work so hard, right? So it's really challenging. I think it's important to say that. Mm. Great work. Thank you, brother. Do you guys utilize any analytics like Whoop, Aura, Apple Watch, etc.? Interesting, interesting, interesting question. I like that question. I know a lot of people endorse those. I think Whoop is really good for sleep. Everything else, there's a there's a fine line here, and I'm going to say something that people don't like to hear. Mm-hmm. Your Apple Watch has no idea how many calories you're actually burning. It just doesn't, doesn't know. know. the The technology isn't there yet. So, I don't. I don't even have a watch. Um, so I don't, I don't utilize any of that. What I do, do do every day is I weigh myself on my scale and I weigh my food. And if my weight is going up, I adjust my calories. If my weight is going down, I stay the course. If I'm looking for weight loss, my analytics are purely my weight and my calories. Um, again, you can utilize these things, but I know a ton of people who, oh yeah. You know, it would say you've burned 500 extra calories today and they'd go home and eat the 500 calories and be like, I don't know why I'm not losing weight because your watch just doesn't know your activity level. It depends on your weight. It depends on your metabolism. It depends on your everything. It depends on so many things that it just can't be sure. Utilize them for sure, but I would say don't rely on them. The the self-driving part in the Tesla is probably pretty good, but if you rely on that thing, there's a good chance you're going to get into an accident eventually. Right. I don't know that you can trust it 100%. I agree with Kevin. Um, so I don't use any of that. I do think the sleep ones are very valuable, yeah. but the calorie ones are very, you got to be very careful. I remember I had uh, one of my clients say, well, but I'm burning 5,000 calories a day. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a 140 pound person and you're not working out for four hours. Like you're not an Olympic athlete. Like you're not, that's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. So if you think you're burning 5,000 calories a day, you'll eat more. And if it's wrong, you'll gain weight and wonder why you're not losing weight. So it, yeah, it's really, really critical to make sure that you stay the master of the tool and don't let the tool master you. Um, it's really important for you to learn this. Remember, um, learn how to fish. Don't j- Those things are trying to give you the cheat code. Using analytics is great. I love numbers and I use analytics every single day of my life. We track our habits. We track our calories. I use my fitness pal. I used to. Yep. I, I haven't lately. Now I've I, been using it. You have? Yeah. Bar. Okay. I used my fitness pal. I remember I hit 475 days straight without it like gave me an award or whatever. And I remember thinking like, oh, nice. And that was a while ago. But just remember doing it manually is what will give you the awareness. If you're relying on these tools and you're not learning how to fish yourself, you're not going to be able to be the master of them, if that makes sense. How do you stay motivated to stay healthy if the people in your environment aren't health-driven? Mm. Go ahead. Oh, man. These are good questions. Uh, I would argue... I read a stat recently, 
And again, I don't know necessarily how credible this is. The book I'm reading, I do trust the studies in it. Uh, it seems like a very credible book. Peak Performance is the name of it. And it said that if you have a, a close friend who becomes overweight, uh, obese, you have a 57% larger chance of becoming overweight. That seems drastic to me. And I don't know the, the intricacies of that study. But what I do know, and I, I mean this with love, okay? Usually intimate partners become out of shape together or in shape together. I'm not here to be unkind. I'm here to talk about the truth, okay? Everyone think of a couple that when they got together, they used to be in really good shape and they kind of aren't anymore. Nothing against this couple. I'm not being mean. I just want to really drive home this point. You are not going to be able to succeed in fitness around a bunch of people who don't care about it. I tried for years. You are not going to be able to succeed in fitness if you're surrounded by a lot of people who don't care about it. And I have so much data on this. When I was a fitness coach for literally two or three years, I had this, the very first exercise, one of my onboarding calls was literally, who are your associations? I want you to write down the top 10 people in your life and I want you to rate them from zero to 10 on two things. Number one, how serious they are about their fitness goals. Number two, rate their physique from zero to 10. I said, this isn't to be unkind. I just want you to understand it. We would average the numbers and the numbers would always come out to their physique. Always. It's like crazy how this worked. If someone had eights, nines, sevens, and tens, their physique was usually like an eight. If someone had twos and threes and all that, it was always lower. And I had some fitness clients who were the most focused on fitness and the most passionate about fitness than any of their associations. And that is a lonely, lonely road. When Kevin and I travel together, we always go to the gym because he's obsessed with the gym. It would be 10 times harder if I was with someone who had an aversion to it. Emilia is absolutely obsessed with fitness. She's an athlete. She's always been an athlete. She did Muay Thai for years. She loves fitness. She gets very frustrated when we don't go to the gym. Genuinely, I can see her get upset with herself. And so it's really critical and it's a cheat code. I don't think you can stay motivated in an environment that is unfocused un, uh, on it. Hi everyone, my name is Bianca Thomas. I am the host of the Y Power podcast and I'm also a client of both Kevin and Alan. I had the absolute pleasure and honor and honestly the blessing of meeting both of these extraordinary men at the beginning of their journey you know when the hyperconscious podcast was just at its beginning and to keep it short and sweet these two guys have completely changed my life because of them i've been able to really learn how to love myself to express myself to go past my fears and have the courage to do things that I never thought I would have done, like having my own podcast. I'm a little over time, but I just want to say, you know, if there's anyone out there who wants a coach, who wants help, who wants two people to lean on, it's these two guys. They are rare, extraordinary men, and I'm so lucky to have them in my life. 
I would agree. I would say I'll, I'll just give quick tactics. I would hire a coach, number one, because when you're paying somebody, you're paying attention to what you're doing. Number two, set a goal. Like I always used to tell people, do a, do a photo shoot. Um, don't do a fitness show unless you want to. But like <laughs> I remember for me, you know, I had a, I had a fitness show coming up. I had my birthday. I had two weddings and I had the 4th of July. And it was like, I know I'm literally going to be on stage in my underwear. Like that is enough motivation for me to do this thing. So I would literally drive to the gym after, you know, a 12 hour drive home for Virginia or whatever it was. Again, I am obsessed with it. So I think, you know, I wouldn't use me as an example, but I would hire somebody and or surround yourself with a community who values it. Cause like Alan said, if not, you're swimming upstream. You're just swimming upstream and the people are swimming gonna, upstream anyway. Yeah, you already yeah, are. Yeah. Sorry. And the people aren't, no, you're good. The people aren't going to know how to help you necessarily. Like if, if you go to your friend and say, Hey, I'm really focused on this fitness thing. Like, can you help me? They might say, no, I don't really know what to do. Like, I want to eat this. I'm going to eat this. So I would second what Alan said, find a, find a new community. If not just specifically for that reason, bring this down to earth community. So Emilia and I now live together in a new community and our home is amongst other beautiful homes. There's no homes in our community that aren't pretty well taken care of. See, you're not going to see a bunch of, and we don't live in a mansion, so I'm not saying that, but there, you're not going to see a community of a bunch of mansions and then a shack. Remember, physical fitness is the same way. I know that sounds hardcore. Who knows someone who takes better care of their car and their home better than their own body? Sure. Okay? Community is everything. We talk about the five C's. Clarity, commitment, confidence, consistency, and community. If you don't have that community piece, remember, home, like who here knows a community where all the homes are gorgeous? Why? Because every neighbor is looking at every neighbor. And when one person gets a pool, everybody wants a pool. When one person does a big front door, everyone wants a big front door. Everyone drives nicer cars. Keeping up with the Joneses is a thing. I have, I remember I used to not, do working out at all and then three or four years later you my entire friend group was like kevin fitness competitors fitness athletes like it, it's it's so critical so i just we want to help you you need to get around fitness people if you want to be in shape there is no way around this from my perspective at what point in a relationship whether with family friends coworkers, etc should you begin to distance yourself if you aren't sure they will become toxic I think when you start a relationship with anybody, you get certain flags. You might get a red flag, a green flag, a yellow flag. I think you have to look at the proof. When somebody has showed you repeatedly who they actually are, I would say that's probably the hint that, look, this person's probably not going to change. Um, and th this is the other thing, too. I think toxic can mean a lot of different things to different people. If you have unreasonable... Uh, unreasonable belief in yourself like Alan a toxic person might not be the same as somebody for me so like a toxic person for you might be somebody who laughs at your ambition where for me it might be somebody who doesn't believe I can actually succeed like I think just understand that toxic is different for every person just because somebody doesn't necessarily support you 100% doesn't mean they're toxic right unless they're like downright crapping on your dreams, that's definitely toxic. So understand that. But I think when they show proof, like how many times would you let your car break down before you decided, yo, this is a lemon. Like I gotta get, I gotta get rid of this thing. Cause it's not going to get me to work. 
You know, how many times would you order from a pizza place and they got your order wrong? Like, how many times would you give it? That Honestly, that's what I would compare it to. Um, when people start to prove you wrong and themselves right, it's probably time to start exploring the options to get out. If you're asking yourself whether or not someone's toxic, they probably are. Uh, the other thing I, I do with my clients often, I have them write down three columns. The first column is people who want to see you succeed. And you know it. You know they want to see you win. Second column, people who don't really care if you do or don't. They just, they're there. They, they love you for who you are. They don't really care if you succeed or not. But they still, they do. They love you. Third one, you know deep down, deep, deep down, somewhere, subconscious or not, they want to see you fail. I was on the phone with a client and there were many tears that flew because this person had some tough truths of people that she thought loved her that very clearly want to see her fail. I know why they're jealous. She's super successful, unreasonably attractive. She's awesome. Like, I get it. I get it. But but she's got to cut those people out if she wants to get to the next level. Um, so I just want to give everyone that little exercise. If you do it, it will be very eye-opening. And tell the truth with yourself. Last one, Amy. Maybe. I know that my phone and social media doesn't fill my cup, but I can't stop. What do you suggest? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Uh, delete your apps. I mean, it, unless you're an entrepreneur, and again, even if you are an entrepreneur, I believe going back to Samantha Skelly, Samantha Skelly had a mm -hmm. social media addiction. She would literally post on social media in the morning, delete her apps, and then download her apps the next day create a barrier that makes it extremely difficult for you to log on I think that I was on a call who was I on a call with I was on a call with somebody recently and she said that she said like it's definitely a, an addiction but I'll figure something out and I said just delete the apps like are you posting on them she said no I'm just scrolling delete it like right. just delete the app that's right. all just delete the app and lock yourself out and or give somebody else the password but that's what I would say delete it if you don't need it delete it. If you do need it, do what's necessary and then delete it and then redo that process. And I think you'll get sick of going on that app pretty quickly. I appreciate the self-awareness on this question. I know that my phone slash social media doesn't fill my cup, but I can't stop. I appreciate that. Uh, that level of honesty is what will bring you real, real answers. Uh, that said, notifications, turn them all off. If you're not willing to delete the app, um, on my phone, my front page has nothing that can notify me except for Venmo. PayPal, like money stuff and email. I shouldn't have said that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but like literally there's no notifications on my phone. No dings, no bings, no rings, no vibration. Never. Kevin, my mother, my sister, Emilia. Only four humans that my phone will ring for. I'm very, very strategic about making sure there's no notifications. All of the, oh, there's What's Amy. Up, Amy. What's up, Amy? <laughs> uh, all of the, so Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, not only are they on the second page of my phone, but none of them have any notifications, not even banner notifications. And then my text messages do have banner notifications. So you just, it's called phone hygiene. It's not sexy, but I do this with my clients. Like literally, if you're distracted all day, every day, it's going to be very, very hard for you to stay productive, especially if you have an addiction, which by the way, I appreciate your honesty on that because just like slot machines, these apps are designed to get you addicted. They just are. It's dopamine. I'm reading a book called The Molecule of More right now, and it's all about dopamine and how 
these are addicting devices. They're absolutely addicting. We actually had Nir Eyal on the show, and he was the one who literally wrote a book called Hooked. He was the one in Silicon Valley helping Facebook and Twitter like make their stuff more addicting. Now he wrote a book called Indistractable. We interviewed him about it. And now he's trying to help people fight back because he realizes the implications of what he did. So yeah, um, yeah you got to be careful. Last thing real quick, I think just tying into what Alan said, distance yourself from your phone. Like don't be attached to your phone 24-7. I know that's something you and I can do better. But yesterday I didn't pick up my phone really at all and I feel way better now I'm behind on messages and stuff but I know that doesn't apply to everybody but understand that you have to create a boundary between yourself and technology I was at the bank the other day and uh, the person I was there with was like hey is there any way you can call Alan so we can get this okayed and I said it's not even worth it like he's not going to answer the phone like what did you send him a text and he'll get back to you I was like it doesn't work that way like he'll get back to me when he gets back to me now if I really needed him I could call him but I, I understand like if it's not super important it's not worth interrupting Alan for unless it's like hey man you want coffee I literally uh, was trying to get into StreamYard because my Zoom has been messing up and Kevin has the credentials for that that's right I do I had it it texts me a code it texted you a code several times several times several this times. weekend and I literally didn't I eventually um, hacked my email yeah hacked Perfect. into your email to get the code but that's how religious we are about protecting our, our consciousness um, I'll just say this very quickly there's a reason none of us can get a hold of Jay Shetty I don't know why I always use him as the example, but like none of us can get a hold of Jay Shetty right now. If you can, please email me, Kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. <laughs> Literally. Um, and the reason why is because if everyone could get a hold of him, he would lose his mind. He's extremely famous, right? So just understand that he has focus and he, he isn't on social media all the time. Very few successful people who are fit in love and, and wealthy are on social media constantly. They appear to be, and that's what you got to be careful about because they have teams doing that, mm. you know? They're um, creators, not they're consumers. They're creators, not consumers, exactly. Do you dig it? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We appreciate you. As you can see below, Alan and I both have one-on-one -on -one coaching spots. If you want to grow, start, monetize, scale your podcast, reach out to your boy. If you want to grow your business and or your... Peak performance. Jeffrey is your guy. And your, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things. All those things. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.